This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow-detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. Not only have I been the owner of Mint Mobile for the last few years, I've also been a customer. I don't know if you knew this, but anyone can get the same premium wireless for $15 a month plan that I've been enjoying. It's not just for celebrities, so do like I did and have one of your assistant's assistants switch you to Mint Mobile today. I'm told it's super easy to do at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow-detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. Not only have I been the owner of Mint Mobile for the last few years, I've also been a customer. I don't know if you knew this, but anyone can get the same premium wireless for $15 a month plan that I've been enjoying. It's not just for celebrities, so do like I did and have one of your assistant's assistants switch you to Mint Mobile today. I'm told it's super easy to do at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow-detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Run, go for a run, excuse yourself, do whatever you need to do in that mode because the problem isn't him. The problem is the issue at hand, which is the finances. And that's a problem. That's a tangible problem that you guys can both work on. You could both work on it successfully if you check those insecurities, if you work on those insecurities. Those insecurities aren't his, they're yours. Hey girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy to use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, this is Veronica Cisneros. I am the host of the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. I am so excited for today's podcast. Here's why. Because you guys get to sit in on a coaching call. So you guys get to be that fly on the wall. Grab a pen and paper. You're definitely going to want to take notes because we're going to go in and we're going to go in hard. Not too crazy hard. Not too crazy hard. I don't want to scare you, but we are definitely going to go in hard. I'm going to provide you with actionable tips and steps so that we can resolve the issues that are coming in between you and your husband. So for confidentiality reasons, we will not disclose her name. I will say, though, that I'm so thankful and so appreciative of her being so courageous and opening up about this because it is a common problem that most women, we just don't speak about. And we don't speak about for like 50,000 reasons that we'll get into in a minute. She is a wife for seven years, and she's been with him for 12. In addition to that, she has three kids. So I want to welcome, and just from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for being on the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, Veronica. I've, I've listened to you for years, or not even years, I guess it would be on the uh, podcast, and Peanut is where I found you. Yes, yes. So thank you for even having me on. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and get to it. What is the issue that you and your partner are struggling with the most? Well, I think it comes down to um, just the loss of self for me, which then kind of ripples into the marriage, obviously having kids. It was very boom, boom, boom with our children. Um, We had kids later in life, so we had twins to start with. So it was like a double whammy. Love them, but it's a double whammy. Oh, yeah. Then um, when they were 17 months old, I was surprisingly pregnant again. And so we do have a five month old now. So with that being said, it has been a tornado. Um, I uh, left my job uh, March of 2020, which was when the peak of the pandemic happened. And I was isolated with twins. um, And my husband and I were just, 
it was something that I never have experienced in our marriage and just being together, we knew it would change us, but the drastic changes that I'm seeing, even with myself, losing my sense of self has been quite an adjustment. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more uh, about how the pandemic played an intricate part in all of this. Well, I think you got to just also keep in mind too that 18 years of working, I was so used to being face-to-face with people every day. I was the fixer. I was the, the, the manager, the coach, the, you know, I had all these hats and I thought, oh, staying home with kids, what's that going to be? I already know what it's like to multitask. But what I didn't realize really quickly was the community, the lack of that once you become a stay-at-home mom as it is. Then you hit a pandemic and it's like isolation to the max. Yeah. I wasn't leaving the house. So that was a huge impact. I was just about ready. The kids were six months old to go out and maybe start going to mommy groups and doing yeah. the things that people do. And then boom, the world shut down. So I think looking back at that time, even to now, it's just been a huge impact for our family. So a lot of people are under the impression that, okay, so the pandemic happened, we're done. Like, you know, although we're, we're, we're still in it, we are still in it. Like, okay. Any of the, any of the aftermath we would have already experienced. And that's a complete lie. It is so, so much of a lie. Here's why we're not going to start to see the results of the pandemic until after the pandemic. Right now, we're slowly starting to see it trickle in. One of the biggest things that I've seen, and I definitely want to make sure I, 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 um, I mentioned because I want to, I want to make sure you guys know like how severe this is. I was, I was doing some reading and it was talking about um, suicide and self-harm in young adults. And it was covering that, you know, we are going to see an increase in how many teens are committing suicide. We are going to see a, an increase in how many people are committing suicide. Well, I'm going to tell you right now with that is also divorce. We're going to see an increase in that. With that, we are also going to see an increase in addiction. We are also going to see an increase, and we already have seen an increase in domestic violence. You know, all of those things are the aftermath of us being isolated. And you said it really, really well. You know, I was this person. These are all of the hats I wore, and I wore them proudly. And now I'm in, you know, now I'm here. I'm a stay-at-home mom thought totally would be able to knock this out of the park. I mean, I do this for a living multitasking, but it's like, wait a minute. I don't have any form of connection outside. I I don't have that. And I have my husband. What a lot of people, I see a lot of, I see a lot of couples right now, more than I've ever seen in my entire years of practice. And what I'm seeing right now is everything that we, that work, has allowed us to mask us being away, the kids being at school, everything that was masked with distraction. When you are in the same household and you ain't going nowhere and there's no friends coming over, you don't have those distractions. And so your issues are boom, right in front of you. And if you do not have the skills to go ahead and come together and feel connected, then they're going to take you out. And you're going to be doing everything you can, especially as a wife, especially as a mother, to reconcile it as best as possible and then feeling defeated and not enough in the process. Right. Absolutely. I would completely agree. And I think, you know, we were already, my husband and I were already dealing with some things before the kids and these little ones, they activate you for sure. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, I, I feel bad sometimes because I, I know internally what I'm going through and I know that I'm struggling. And sometimes I lack that vulnerability with my husband because I want to keep this like face of that's just naturally how I am. Like I got this, we're good. Like let's figure it out. Yeah. Um, I'll clean up the mess. Um, but when I really look at everything, like I'm struggling hard and I probably internalize a lot of that, yeah. which doesn't make it a happy home all the time. Yeah. Because even I may not show it in words or speak it in words, my actions are just, you know, me, you know, even the other night he came home from work, I got the kids down to bed and I just went to bed. I didn't say anything to him. And those are the things that I'm like, whoa, like the connection yeah. is very, um, it's in the background right now. And it shouldn't be. I know that. I, I'm aware of that. That's right. Um, just in the trenches. And I have to find myself too before I fix stuff with us, I feel like. Because if I'm not happy within myself and what's happening here, um, how do I fix us? You know? Bingo. No, well, well, well said. And I, I love, I love one thing that you're highlighting is I know what this is. I know I'm not connected. I'm connected. I know I'm not being vulnerable. I know I'm purposely shutting down for whatever reason. I know it's happening. I'm guilty as charged. Definitely. It's there. I'm aware of that. Okay. What the hell do I do now? So I want to definitely applaud you that you are able to identify that because most, most of us see like something's going on, but we don't know what the hell it is. And we don't, and we don't know how to pinpoint it. So somebody just like, turn me in the right direction and then tell me where to go. You are able to identify it, which is great. So do you have a pen and paper? I totally forgot to tell you. You do? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So we're going to do, we're going to do some work here. Um, I want to teach you flooding, physiological flooding, but by teaching you that I'm going to teach you what's called a DBT skill, dialectical behavioral therapy that was created by Marsha Linehan. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to merge these two things, flooding, as well as it's called emotion regulation. The skill that I'm going to be referencing is the interaction between emotions, thoughts, and behaviors that are triggered by events that are triggered by our past pain. So what I want you to do is I want you to go ahead and write down and everybody that's listening, grab the damn pen and paper and let's go and get to work because I'm about to give you some actionable steps. So what I want you to do is I'm usually walking around when I do this. So this feels weird. So I want you to go ahead and first write down event. What is the event? And so I want you to think about a recent argument you had between you and her partner, right? Or something that just recently went down. You know, my husband wanted to have sex, but I was like, oh, hell no, it's not going to happen. I'm tired. Or like, you know, maybe there was an issue that happened in the car or whatever. So come up with an event, something that took place that maybe you're not proud of. Like, let's, let's make it good. All right. What do you got? What is it? Um, just fighting over finances. Ooh, beautiful. This is a good one. All right. So fighting over finances right underneath that. I want you to write down thoughts. I want you to list the thoughts that went, that came up for you during that argument. Let me give you some examples. Is he a spender or he's a budgeter? Um, I think he's like in the middle. I don't think he's like a full on budgeter, but I, I, I would say he leans more towards that. Like he wants that. Um, so, I mean, he has potential there. Hey, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Tell me a little bit more. Tell me a little bit more. Yeah, he, it, it's really funny. You're, we're bringing this up because I, I, 
when you're telling what are the thoughts, it's like not good enough. Ah, write that down. Who's not good enough? He's not good enough. You're not good enough. Because I'm not working. And Ah. money anymore. Yes. So it's hard. Yes. So as I'm on here with you, I have to make sure I disclose. I'm not acting as your therapist. This is not a replacement for individual therapy. This goes for everybody that's listening too. I'm giving you psychoeducation. That's what this is. Psychoeducation. And mixed in with some coaching. You were saying that earlier. You were saying, I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. You were saying it without saying it. So my job is to pay attention to all the things you don't say. Hence the reason why I'm giving you this skill. So I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. Now I want you to take me a little bit deeper. What has it been like with your husband working and you not contributing to the household or feeling as if you're not financially contributing to the household? And I also want you to, and right now, as I'm talking, just start writing things down and I'm going to have you share them in a minute, but I just want you to get into this flow. I also want you to think about like how you might clean more or cook more or how you might compromise yourself more and then resent him in the process. I also want you to think about what has this done for you both financially? How has this, how has this hit the, hit, hit your guys's um, ability to go out and do certain things. How has this, you know, compromised your ability to go on date nights, you know, um, go shopping, get nails done, get hair done, whatever it is. I want you to think about that. And then I also want you to bring in maybe any thoughts about, um, circling the not enough, maybe any thoughts with regards to how you might be upset with him. Right. What, what angers you about this situation? What angers you about what he is doing or he's not doing? Again, I'm paying attention to things you're not saying. Yeah. I mean, when you had said, how does it make you feel? I put angry because it's just, I I used to be that powerhouse and I'm going so much of my mind goes back and I find myself having to like bring my back, myself back to center. Like I am where I'm at now. I'm not, that was five years ago and that's okay. I also put level of compensating in other areas. So I try to compensate that level of like, I am enough by cleaning, by doing all of these things in the house, by dressing the kids every day and making them, you know, dinner. And and I know it sounds so minimal because that's just what we do, but I find myself trying to compensate to find that level of like satisfaction of like, I'm doing something. Right. Okay. All right. So here we go. So these are all the thoughts. I'm not enough. So start reading what your thoughts are. So angry for sure. So anger, anger is an emotion. I want you, so underneath all of those thoughts, I want you to write down emotion. And then I want you to write down anger, but anger is also a secondary emotion. And so I'm going to give you, as we're on here, I'm going to pull up a feelings wheel because we're going to get to this in a minute and I'm going to share my screen with you, but I want you to think about the thoughts. I'm not enough. No matter what I do, it's never going to be enough. My husband, I'm upset with him because he doesn't, he doesn't stick to the family budget. I'm upset with him because he refuses. Or when he comes home, I don't feel supported as a mom. My husband wants sex. I want you to go to those, that thought process. What are the stories you built up in your head? Hot and cold is another one with him. He's off and he's on. So it's like one day he's fine with money. The next day he's not. Um, one day he wants me to go back to work. Another day he says no. Okay. So there's 
very um, hot and cold for me. I feel like I'm uh, like a yo-yo sometimes with those feelings. Okay. Thoughts, I guess we are calling them. Yeah. So the thought, so what is the thought wrapped up around that? So he's indecisive and his indecisiveness is out of attack to me. He blames me. Mm-hmm. I want to go there. Like, what are your thoughts or what is the story you build around what he's saying? So his back and forth. Yeah. So the thought is, is like, I know it's kind of way far left, but like if something were to happen to us, like I don't have anything. Ah. I don't have that sense of self anymore. And that, that independence in that category of like, now I have three little ones that in the case, something were to happen in our marriage, what would I have? Yeah. Yeah. So let's go there for a minute. The thought wrapped around it, what you're, what you're essentially saying is I, I am not capable. If anything was to happen, I am not capable of, of holding down the, the, the fort. I'm not capable of it. So what's going to happen is we're going to be homeless. We're not going to have anything. These kids are going to end up without nothing at all. And they're going to be devastated and they're going to look to mom for help, but I'm not going to be able to help them. Mm -hmm. I'm incapable. There's no possible way that I would be capable of taking care of us. That's where you're going right now, thought process wise. And I'm asking you to go to the thoughts because I want, I want you to be able to take this after this, after this conversation, I want you to be able to develop this pattern where it's like, okay, where am I going thought process wise? Damn, I'm going into, I'm not capable. I'm not enough. And then I'm going into catastrophizing and making this so much bigger. You know, he's going to lose his job. Holy shit. If he loses his job, this is going to be the end of us. We're going to be out on the streets. My kids are going to hate me. My husband's going to blame it on me. He wants me to go back to work. Why does he want me to go back to work? It's because what I'm doing is not enough. It's because he's not telling me something. What is he keeping from me? Do you see all of these thoughts, thoughts, thoughts? I'm always, go ahead. It goes to, I got to, I got to figure this out. Because my mentality goes there more than it goes the other way. More like, I am going to get my ass to work. Watch me. I can do it. I have done it before. I can do it again. Don't tell me I can't. Bingo. Take me those things to me because I can. Yes. Take me there. I got to figure this out because what? Because I am, I know what I'm capable of doing. I've done it for years and I, I'm not scared Like, I feel like sometimes he wants to like intimidate the situation. I'm not scared of it. Ah, so he's trying to intimidate me. That is another thought. Write it down. So he's, he's trying, he's trying to purposely intimidate me. He doesn't know my worth. He doesn't know my value. He questions me. He questions my independence. Mm -hmm. Those are all thoughts. Now, they're all distorted thoughts. They're not true. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you all the way right now, but I want you to go there. Like realize I'm going into storytelling. I'm going into believing that my husband's against me and I'm positioning him as an enemy. Here's why. Let's go to the emotions. I'm going to go ahead and share with you a screen. And I want you, so the way we're going to work. So ladies, for those of you guys that are listening, go to feelingswill.com. It's a free emotional chart. So what we're going to do is here in the middle is most of the thoughts that are most of the emotions that we generally go to. Like I felt angry. I felt disgusted. I felt happy, sad, surprised. These are great. However, where we're going is a lot deeper. So I want you to go ahead and identify where you go here. And then I want you to go all the way to the outer layer. And I want you to give me 
five emotions. So look at your thoughts that you came up with, right? I got to figure this out because he doesn't believe I'm capable of doing anything. I got to figure this out because eventually we're going to be on the streets. We're never going to be where we were. He's always going to think less of me. I have to prove myself. Let's go to the thoughts. Yeah. So, I mean, even looking at the will, I feel like there's resentful feelings there. Yep. Um, disrespected. Hell yeah. Provoked. Provoked. Yes. Keep going. Dismissed. Yes. I also think I, I get fear. I think there's furious. Like I get upset to that point because that that's the, the feeling is angry, but I get furious with, with that situation. Okay. Anything else? Withdrawn. Ooh, yes, 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 ma'am. Yes, withdrawn. All right. Now let's go to physical sensations. So so underneath thoughts, you'll write your emotions. I'm writing it down for you. You'll write down your emotions, right? All of the emotions that come up for you. And then next, you're going to write physical sensations. So what is happening for you physically? So right now, as we're talking about it, and you know, I'm going over the things that you've said. You know what? You're right. He doesn't believe in you right. He doesn't believe in you. He doesn't believe you're capable. That's why he's back and forth, you know? And yeah, you, you know, you're cleaning up the house, but I mean, how can you find value in just cleaning up the house? How can you find value in just being a stay at home mom? I'm not really saying that. I love you, but I just want, these are the things that we say to ourselves. I know it because I have been here myself when we moved to New York and I went from going to college and having to pause my career to go to New York. And I was like, what the hell? What do I do now? Like it was horrible. So I'm saying all these things because I said these things to myself. What happens for you physically in your body? Oh, well, I mean, there's so many things that happen. You know, I just had a baby. So I feel like that in itself, the healing process has been harder for me. So I just, I feel a lot of tightness in my jaw. Yes. I have this left eye twitch. That <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, is this stress? But I, I, I feel it. I feel a tightness. You know, I just feel like uh, overall in my body, I know what it feels like to feel good. Yeah. And right yeah. now it's not feeling good. It doesn't feel good. I feel like yeah. there's a lot of energy that I hold. And like I yeah. said, I suppress a lot of this stuff. And um, when we do fight, it's ugly. Yep. Because I'm just... Bleh you know, it's yep. coming out. That's okay. So what about, let me go in and go back real quick. What about your heart rate? Do you feel like your heart, like your heart just starts to like rapidly, like all of a sudden your heart feels like it's going to beat out of your chest when you're upset? Yeah. I mean, I, I struggle just with um, anxiety since before I can remember. Yeah. So I those anxious feelings come up for sure. Absolutely. Ah, the beautiful anxious feelings. All right. So you just dr- described your physical sensation and you also described your action. So that's what we're writing down. We're writing down the event underneath that. We're writing down what are the thoughts that come up for you. And usually what's helpful for us, because most of us don't know what we're thinking, is what are the stories that we create in our head? And how do we all of a sudden go to what's happening presently to like 10 years from now, it's going to be so horrible, awful, and terrible. We're all going to die or we're all going to be homeless or whatever we go to. That's, how, that's, a, that's a key way of identifying like, what thoughts are coming up for me? The next thing we're, we just did is we identified your emotions. You know, and I asked you to go through five and you gave me disrespected, provoked, resentment, dismissed, furious, withdrawn, beautiful. After that, we go through the um, physical sensations. What is happening in your body? 
And the reason why I'm breaking it down this way, what's happening with your thoughts, what's happening with your emotions and what's happening in your, with physical sensations is because that my friend is what we call flooding. When we're in that mode where our thoughts become so overwhelming, so overwhelming that we are now driven by our emotions. We are now guided by our emotions. Our body then starts to tight, tense. We feel nauseous. We might get sweaty and we might feel hot. That is when we are at that level freaking 5,000. And whatever we're going to see in that moment is not going to be good. Because at that moment, we're saying to kill with words. And that's as far as we go. We want to kill with words because what we're experiencing internally, we don't know how to deal with it. And so we want to get rid of it as quickly as possible. And we want to blame. We want to go ahead and criticize. We want to go ahead and we want to go ahead and defend ourselves. We even want to get to this place where it's like, these are all the things I'm doing, jackass. These are the little bit of things you're doing. So you want to go toe to toe? Let's go. Let's go. I have actually documentation. I got videotapes of me showing up better than you. Damn, we can get the kids involved, right? We go, we go to that place. That's when we're flooded. And when we're flooded, that is not the time to have a conversation. Because if we do, what ends up happening is what you just said. I word vomit and whatever I'm feeling, whatever I'm experiencing, I let it out. And so what we want to do is we want to do something different. But when we don't have the skills, all we can do at that moment is do what we did when we were a kid, right? And when we were a kid, we either threw a freaking tantrum or we went on the other side of the spectrum. We just suffered silently and didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. And depending on the day, it might go into suffering silent, not saying shit, keeping it to ourselves, or uh-uh, you, me, toe-to-toe, let's go. I am ready. I've been harboring this for a minute and I'm ready to say it right now because I've rehearsed and this time it's going to sound so good, right? Because it feels good to let it out. However, the recovery is, holy shit, I just said something I didn't mean. And I did position my husband as an enemy, even though there are times that I think he's like an asshole. And I did do all of these A, B through Z and I didn't know what to do with it damn, the kids were right there when I said all of it. Damn. I said some really hurtful stuff about, and I even probably brought up my ex on how he's better looking or who knows what, like I'm exaggerating and I'm purposely exaggerating because we do get to that place where it's not me. That's not good enough. You're not good enough. And let me show you why you're not good enough. And we go into criticism. Absolutely. All of those things happen. And all of those things are hundred percent unjustified. The emotions we're experiencing are 100% valid. They are. But the problem is we've allowed those emotions to get control of us. And then we went ahead and lost control. So during these times that we are flooded, when flooded, again, is when our thoughts go into storytelling moments, when our emotions are beyond overwhelming and our physical sensations, we don't like what what we're experiencing. We're trying to get rid of it. That's us flooding. It takes us 20 minutes to return back to baseline. So it takes us 20 minutes. So whatever we're about to say right now, don't say it. Go for a walk. Look outside and start to count trees. And if you're like me, where I'm in it, I'm in it, in it, then don't count trees. Count the damn leaves on the trees. Because if I start counting trees, uh uh-uh, I need to be like laser focused on counting every single pine needle or leaf on the tree because 
there's that part of me. And I've been that crazy part a lot longer than I've been a therapist. And so that crazy part wants to, uh-uh, screw this. This shit isn't working. I want to go out and say whatever I want to say because I can't deal with this emotion. Run, go for a run, excuse yourself, do whatever you need to do in that mode because the problem isn't him. The problem is the issue at hand, which is the finances. And that's a problem. That's a tangible problem that you guys can both work on. You could both work on it successfully if you check those insecurities, if you work on those insecurities. Those insecurities aren't his, they're yours. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I agree. I know that I have some stuff going on that I need to work out. And I feel like trapped in this house. So when you say go and run, I'm like, I wish. (laughs) So so this is one thing you're not saying. You're not saying... I'm going to go here for a minute because I feel like we have to. What you're not saying is, Veronica, I'm too afraid to look at my insecurities. I'm too afraid to go ahead and look at that reflection in the mirror and be honest with myself. Because you're telling me, Veronica, I'm capable. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Okay, so why aren't you doing it? What is really keeping you? What is really keeping you? What are those insecurities? Yeah. Yeah. You've had control for so long, for so long. And now... Everything that you thought was for certain isn't. And now you're in this mode of uncertainty. What is it like being in that mode of uncertainty? It's just the, oh, it just makes me like, I'm not used to this feeling. I know it goes way deep, 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 deep back in the day. This goal, this feeling of like, I need to have every moment in my grasp. And even with the kids, I drive myself crazy over it. I'm like, they need to be doing this. Okay. Are they going to get hurt? Are they, and, and I'm in my mind, I'm like, Becca, and in, in my mind, I want to do it. I'm like, just let it be. They're fine. Yeah. But I just, there's this level of that lack of control that really, really bothers me. And I know that I have to let it go at some point. Cause this is going to kill me. Like not in a literal sense, but it's going to drive you nuts. A lot of problems for me in my marriage and the kids, you know, cause being, I, I'll be honest, like I want control over everything with these kids, even with my husband, I want every single piece of control. And when that doesn't happen, as we know with children, it doesn't. No. I feel disconnected. I feel like I'm not myself, which is because I've always learned that that control was, it's it's been a coping mechanism for me for many years. You made it your identity. I made it. Right. Mm -hmm. I I, I only point it out because I'm going to tell you right now, girl, I've done that too. I made it my identity. Like as long as I have all of these things under control, I'm fine. And what I realized was, especially working as a therapist, what I realized was, a good amount of kids that come in here are, are dealing with their parents' problems. It's not even their problems. They're a reflection of their, their parents' pain that's not healed. And their parents are trying to maintain all of this control out of love, right? To so go ahead and protect their kid. But in reality, they're doing the opposite of what their parents did. And that control, that strong desire for that illusion of control gets us nowhere. But again, when we don't have the skills... And that illusion of control is all we have. And it feels good when we have it. Then we latch onto it. We can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. And guess what? It's 100% free. 
I will give you practical tips and easy to use strategies to apply right now. That's right, right now, today. You all know I'm a huge advocate for you mamas and I am on a mission to help you experience true connection and stress-free living. Ladies, we are setting our marriages up for success. It starts with you. You will find this freebie here in my show notes or go to empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash guide. The information I will be providing you is next level and people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend who needs it. So let me ask you a question. If you were to wake up tomorrow and you didn't have control at all, what would that look like? I would feel like a lack of self, you know, I wouldn't feel, but then at the same time, it's like a big, go back, go back. You try to mask it right now. You're trying to mask it. Stay here for a minute. Yeah. Allow yourself to feel this. Feel just not natural. It would feel, um, like everything was going to fall to pieces. Like it's not going to work. You know, it won't work if I'm not doing this, this, or this, which is, we know that's false. Yeah. So, so let me take it even further. So you said your thought, your, one of your thoughts that you gave me was, I got to figure this out because he thinks I'm not capable of doing it. Right. So let's say that's true. Let's say that's true. You do got to figure this out because he doesn't believe in you. He doesn't believe in you. Let's say that was true. What does that say about you? In my mind, what it would say about me would be, I need to pick up my shit and do something about it. I need to take action. You're not going to just sit here because you were taught not to just sit there. You were taught to be a strong woman, which is another piece to this. It's, it's always been in my mind, put your big girl panties on because that's what you got to do in this life to, in order to keep things moving. Okay. So so let's say that's true. Let's say that's true that, yeah, you got to put your big girl's panties on. Let's go. You're you're not doing it right now. You're not doing it right now. What does that say about you? That I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing for my kids. Ah, so let's say that's true. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing for your kids or for yourself. That's a hundred percent true. You're not doing it. What does that say about you? I'm a failure. Keep going. I'm not good enough. Um, you know, I don't have, I'm not a good mom. Those are all the things that you're attempting to avoid. The primary thought is he doesn't think I'm capable, but the core belief is I don't believe I'm capable. Hence the whole reason why we go into trying to control everything because we don't want to be exposed. We do that at work. We do that at home. And you've been doing that for a good amount of time. Let's just be honest, right? You've been doing that for a good amount of time. But what you haven't been doing is addressing that internal core belief. I don't believe I'm good enough. I'll say I'm good enough. Everybody that's around me that knows me will believe that, like, look at me and say I'm a confident person, but it's all a mask. It's all bullshit, but they fell for it. I just don't want to be exposed. So I keep myself busy. I don't allow myself to sit down. I don't allow myself to go on that freaking run because I'm trapped in this house. And I'm trapped in this house because I haven't gotten shit done. And I'm trapped in this house because my husband thinks I'm incapable. Those are the lies we tell ourselves. And we stay in that flooded area, building up the stories, allowing emotions to drive us, and wanting to get rid of that physical tension, that physical sensation. And we just blow up. And so for us to go ahead and do something different, it's to identify what is that core belief 
What is that core belief? It's not him. I don't think I'm capable. It's just triggered by him. He just happened to walk in the room on the best time ever. You know, he just walked in in the room at that time, at the, whatever. And it's like, ah, you mofo, you're to blame. Now I'm going to take it all out on you because it's easier for me to take it out on you versus go ahead and, and looking at that reflection and truly being honest with myself. Yeah. And it's so funny because when you're talking about this, I've masked it, like you said, for so long. Yeah. And I know that I have so much work to do within myself that I get so angry at my husband. But then now that we're talking, it's like just a reflection of myself in the mirror. Bingo. And the other part, you also get angry at your husband because you don't allow him to love you. Yeah. Absolutely. I know that. And it's not that he's not worthy of being trusted. It's just that you don't feel worthy of receiving that love. I haven't done enough. I'm not working. I put us in this position. You go into all of that guilt and all of that blame. And then anytime he says something that might be perceived as something else, (sighs) it sounds like Donkey Kong. Let the flooding begin. So being able to recognize when you go into the stories, when you start to build up and then allow yourself to sit in it, it's chaos. It's not structured. It's complete freaking a mess, but allowing yourself to truly just sit in it for a minute. I don't have to have it all together. And there was a point in my life as a kid, I did have to have it all together because that's what saved me in so many ways. But that little girl that was driving that crazy bus doesn't need to drive this bus anymore. We're now an adult, but we've allowed her to drive the bus of control because it's what worked all of our lives in our heads. But now we're establishing new skills and she could take the back seat, and we could tell her, it's okay, I got this because you've been passing red lights and passing stop signs like crazy. You haven't taken your foot off the gas for a minute and I know you've done that to protect me and I know you're only 10 years old and you can barely see over the wheel but it's time to go ahead and pull over because I got this. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you know, it's taken me almost 39 years to understand that, you know? And even like you said, I still mask it. It's not, it's a work in progress. I do that as a, like even thinking about work, I was always like that, even though internally I was suffering or I felt like a certain way, you know, when I'd walk into a room, everyone would be like, Becca, like you just have, there was one girl I worked with. She's like, you're so confident. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if you only knew I'm totally, but it's just the way I was built as a young, as a young girl. Yeah. Yeah. I know that, you know, just trickled down to my life now with my husband and he has so much that he offers his family. And I know both of us do, but I know right now I got to fix my shit. I know that. And I know that this is with kids or not with kids. I mean, it just is going to add to the fuel of the fire now with children, right? Well, kids, you know, kids, the way I see kids, especially my kids, they're like little mirrors of yeah. all of my freaking insecurities. You know, with Aaliyah, I have a 19-year-old and a 15-year-old and an 11-year-old. With Aaliyah, it was like, 
when we would run into issues, because we're all going to run into issues, but when we would run into issues, it's like, fuck, dude, what am I doing? That's not enough. Like, let me figure out this plan. And then I would figure it out and be like, oh, okay, this is what works. Aaliyah was a lot more disciplined. Aubrey, Aubrey was like, well, shit. So I guess me being a therapist doesn't mean anything at all. And me, you know, teaching parenting classes, well, that's out the window because it's like, why, why is, why is it so hard for me to sit and connect? And I've learned so much from my kids, so much from Brooklyn. Oh my gosh. Brooklyn's like party in the box. You know, she's just crazy and full of, you know, she's still young. But Aubrey, I've, I've learned so much from every single one of my kids, but Aubrey has been the one that's like, don't change me, accept me for who I am. And for me, I, I felt like I wasn't provided that opportunity with my parents. And so my parenting style that I didn't even know I was doing was, no, I got to change you because I got to save you. And you can't be this person because if you're this person, then this is, this is going to happen to you. And this and this is going to happen to you. So no, 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 no. You're going to do your hair this way. You're going to go ahead and dress this way. You're going to behave this way. You're going to sign up for this. You're going to do this. I didn't even know it was a form of control. I thought I was just being like mother of the year. Right. What I didn't realize was mom, what you're telling me right now is I'm not acceptable the way I am. And so I need a change to please and appease others because then I will be accepted. And it's like, no shit. No, 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 no. Take it back. Take it back. No, erase everything I taught you. No, no. Let's do something different. I didn't realize I was doing that. And I was doing it for good reasons out of protection, but it was very much unhealthy. Yeah. I had to take a good look at myself and be honest and be like, no, girl, you're you're messing up. Absolutely. I see. I do that with, I only have one girl. And so, you know, with the, with the girl, there's something different there. Cause I, I don't want to repeat patterns. Mm-hmm. I don't want to create this like vicious cycle. No, um, They deserve to have that broken because, you know, even with my husband, I know he sees it with me, with the yep. kids. Yep. So I think that this, this whole thing, it's a, it's a work in progress. And I, I find myself wanting to know more about who I am at the core. It's and you said it like it's okay not to be on. Mm-mm. I don't have to be on. I, I, nobody's keeping score. No. You know, sometimes I feel that you know it's it's like that for me. Like I have to be doing this. I have to have the house look like this. I have to look like this. I have, and it's just it's so much on our marriage too. He sees that. Well, he's not. The thing is, though, too, like he sees it. But he, he can't even be a part of it. Mm-hmm. You won't let him. You won't let him. You won't let the kids. You won't let anybody love you. Right. You'll go ahead and feel like you're loving them through conditioning them to believe that you need to control them. But in reality, you're not showing up as your true self. You're showing up as this altered state. And so the goal is not to be perfect. The goal is to be intentional. The goal is I get to be and participate in my kids' lives. Like when I'm with them, I get to feel them. I get to go out and cuddle with them. When I'm with my husband, I get to feel his embrace. I get to fucking make out with him for however long I make out with him. And I get to enjoy those moments. Screw the dishes. Screw everything. Like I get to participate in this moment right now because I am deserving of it. And that's something that you've... (sighs) It's something that you've denied yourself for a good amount of time because you signed up for a race. 
and you never stopped running. Mm-hmm. Even though you passed the finish line, like girl, like, I mean, I'm gonna tell you right now, you passed the finish line like 25 years ago. You know what I mean? Um, but just that's between you and me, but yes. like, yeah, you, you still, you're still running. It's like, girl, you passed the finish line. Like, let's celebrate. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. I'm still running. And it's like, no, no, for real. Like here, I the finish line's right here. I'm holding it. You passed it. Here's the video. Uh-uh, I'm still running. It's not enough. Mm-hmm. So your homework is to go out and identify when you're in that flooded state, when your emotions get the best of you, when you start to tell yourself stories, when you know, when you're at this place of it's his fault. It's his. Don't get me wrong. There is stuff that's his. And, you know, I don't want him to listen to this and think, oh, none of it's mine. Oh, hell no. Sit your ass back down. <laughs> there, are, there is yours. Do the same work that I just gave your wife, right? Uh-uh. However, it's important for you to identify what is going on for me. I'm flooded. Where are my thoughts? Where are my emotions? Where are my physical sensations? And if I'm being driven by those thoughts and that 10-year-old self is over here driving the car like a, you know, bad shit crazy, stop. I need to take a 20-minute timeout. Whatever I'm going to say, whatever I'm going to want to do is not going to be enough. It's not going to be good. It's not. It's like a 96% chance. When you come in with a harsh startup, it's a 96% chance of it failing, the conversation failing. So no matter what you say, no matter how good or how much you practice, don't say anything. Pay attention to where you're at flooded wise. And you're already doing it. You're already developing this understanding of, okay, this is where I'm at right now and I don't like it. So when we, we're done, if your kids are around, I want you to just be with them. Just be with them. Okay. Screw the dishes, screw all those things. It's, I want you to pay attention to what happens for you with you not doing those things because it's not going to be this easy. But I want you to feel like feel their love. Kids are like, they give the, they give so much unconditional love. I know. Absolutely. And I, it took us a long time to have these kids. So it's just, it's a blessing that I think when we're in the motions of life, you forget very easily. It's like as simple as rolling around on the floor with them, you know, and I'm, I'm too busy washing a bottle, <laughs> not paying attention to these, these precious moments. As you know, your kids are grown and they grow. Oh, so don't remind me. We're going to have to switch. We're going to have to switch. You're going to have to coach me. Veronica, <laughs> you're amazing. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, this is going to be, t- it's going to be a little bit of tug of war when you're rolling on the ground. Cause that's, that, that is also part of the homework when you're rolling around the ground and you're laughing. I want you to pay attention to that internal battle that happens for you because you're going to want to get up. You're like, okay, that's enough. Timer's off. Let's go back to cleaning. Bring your ass back down, play more. What is this? What thoughts come up for me? What emotions come up for me? What physical sensations come up for me? I want okay. you to be present. Okay. Got it. Thank you so much for being on. This was amazing. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, you guys. For those of you guys that have practiced this, definitely tag me. For you, I want you to let me know what this was like. This isn't going to be the last conversation we have. I want you to go ahead and give me, you know, an update. And maybe we'll do an updated um, podcast episode because I would love, love, love for you to put this skill into practice. All right. All right. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. 
I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and to our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and to our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. 
I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.